What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Letty. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. If it's not your first time listening to the podcast, welcome back. And today, guys, I am excited because we are starting draft season here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. So basically what I plan on doing um, for the next week, two weeks, three weeks, I don't know how many podcasts I'm going to get out per week, you know, with work and everything like that. But what I plan on doing is similar to what a lot of podcasters do, a lot of people on YouTube. I'm going to go position by position, uh, offense and defense, and I'm going to give you my prospect rankings, except the difference is I'm going to give you my prospect rankings on positions that I feel like the Dolphins should address in the first, you know, two to three rounds. So I'm going to exclude cornerback, quarterback, uh, and probably interior defensive linemen, but I will do, you know, interior offensive linemen, um, offensive tackles, running backs, wide receivers, safeties, defensive ends, linebackers. I'll do all that good stuff. So without further ado, guys, today, where I wanted to start, because I'm not doing quarterback, I do not care. Uh, There's only one quarterback that I was okay, possibly, with the Dolphins replacing two with if they wanted to, and that was Deshaun Watson before the allegations. True or not, I'm out on Deshaun Watson. I was never really committed fully in on the Deshaun Watson train, but I am out. With the allegations, I, I don't care if they're true or not. It's just I'm not getting involved in that, at least until next year. Because I think this is going to be something that circles him for a good amount of time. Okay, Uh, sexual assault, stuff like that is not something to joke about, whether, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's just not something I want to touch. As a Dolphin fan, I don't want our team to touch it. And I'm sure as, as, you know, Chris Greer and Brian Flores, there's other things that they are focused on rather than, you know, worrying about trading for him, you know, with no evidence of whether to, whether or not these allegations are true. So I'm excluding quarterback and I'm excluding cornerback and probably interior defensive line, just because with Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, um, and Adam Butler, I, I just don't see the need to really address it. So guys, today we are starting with wide receiver. Super excited to talk about wide receivers. Um, and I want you to know before I, you know, break down the wide receivers for every single position group that I do, I'm going to spend at least a day researching these guys. I'm talking researching their height and weight. I'm researching their film, good and bad, researching their strengths and qualities. Uh, I'm going to be doing all of that good stuff. So I, w- I, w- I want you to know that that this just isn't, you know, me off off the bat. Just, yeah, these are my top five guys. No, I, I've, I've thought about this thoroughly. And in fact, I've thought about it so thoroughly that it, it might come to surprise come to surprise some people who I put, you know, in my top five. So first off, I want to start with the fifth spot. And I kind of did a cop out. There were two guys that I was deciding between at number five. And those two were Kadarius Tony and Rashad Bateman. Now, the reason that I decided to put both of them at five is because both of them had qualities that the other didn't. 
And what I mean by that is Kadarius Tony, for example, right? Uh, Kadarius Tony uh, is a wide receiver for the Florida Gators. Uh, he measures in at six foot, even just six foot, 193 pounds. And he's a wide receiver that, in my opinion, is probably the most explosive player in this draft class. If you're just talking about get the ball in his hand and he is going to make plays with the ball in his hands, I think there's none better in this draft class probably than Kadarius Toney. Not only is he explosive with the ball in his hands, but he is a decent route runner. The only reason I put Rashad Bateman with him is I believe Rashad Bateman is just a more polished wide receiver. I think he has a better route tree concept. Um, I Also, another thing I like about Rashad Bateman uh, is he's bigger. Uh, Rashad Bateman is 6'2", 209 pounds. And so I just feel like he's a bigger wide receiver. And that's something that I like with wide receivers. I like wide receivers to be big and also have some speed to them. They don't necessarily need to be the fastest guy on the field, but, um, you know, I want them to have that size and speed. The only problem is Rashad Bateman is a lot less of a playmaker with the ball in his hand. He'll get you some yak yards. Don't get, don't get me wrong. He'll create separation out the wazoo, but I just feel like Kadarius Tony, where he lacks as a wide receiver compared to Rashad Bateman, as far as just overall specimen, Kadarius Tony makes up because he is just so explosive with the ball in his hand. So for me, I copped out five is really 5A and 5B between Kadarius Tony and Rashad Bateman. Number four, and this is a guy that I found out about because of Chris Sims. And a lot of people, when I say Chris Sims, they're going to get mad because Chris Sims is not the biggest Tua fan as a player. But here's what I have to say about that. People hit and miss on peop- on picks all the time. He may not like Tua, and he'll, he he's wrong on that, but the guy has also had many picks in the NFL where he's projected people as draft picks, and they've been right. He expected Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to be the number one draft that went. He was. He said a lot about Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes before the draft. Look what happened with them. He talked a lot about Justin Jefferson being the second best wide receiver in the draft class, and Justin Jefferson ended up being, had it not been for Justin Herbert's rookie season, rookie of the year. So there's a lot of things that Chris Sims does right. And I'm one of those people where just because I don't agree with you, just because I don't agree with his take on Tua, doesn't mean I'm just going to sit here and say, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He does know what he's talking about. There's a reason why he's been in the NFL. There's a reason why people respect his opinion. And guys, to be honest with you, Brian Flores loves Chris Sims. He loves him. They work together. They are like best friends. And I trust Brian Flores. So yes, I may not agree on his Tua take, but so what? I'm sure some of you aren't going to agree with my wide receiver take. I still would hope that you respect my opinion and still listen to the podcast. Fingers crossed. So for number three, uh, actually it's number four. This is a guy that I didn't know much about. I heard Chris Sims talk about him. He put him as number three. And so I went back, watched a lot of film on him. And he's a guy that not a lot of people talk about. But when I watched his film, I was like, yeah, I could see this guy coming into the league and having a Justin Jefferson season where you put him on the right team with a good quarterback. He's going to have success in the NFL. That guy is wide receiver out of North Carolina, Diami Brown. 
He is six foot, 185 pounds, and he's a guy that I believe, uh, with size, speed, uh, ability to make plays with the ball in his hands, more importantly, consistency. The consistency with this guy is really something that I love and applaud about him is every single time he had the ball in his hands, something good or positive happened. It wasn't necessarily always flashy, but that's something that I think gets overlooked. Like sometimes we always look for the flash, like with Henry Ruggs, then he goes to the NFL and it's like, okay, well, what else does he have? Diami Brown is someone who has the flash. Uh, he has those big play abilities where he can go down the field, make 50-50 ball contested catches. However, in the intermediate range, the guy is is solid. He is someone who I believe translates very well to the NFL level. Um, and I just think he doesn't get talked about a lot because he's from North Carolina, which we'll talk about with another you know, player offensively that's from North Carolina that doesn't get talked about a lot. But I really believe that Diami Brown, after watching it, just overall consistency uh, and ability to produce positive plays as a wide receiver, um, I, I really loved what I saw. And that's why I put him above Rashad Bateman and Kadarius Toney because I believe he's more polished of a route runner and a wide receiver than Rashad Bateman. And I believe that while he doesn't have the skill and playmaking ability that Kadarius Toney has, he's just, he's overall just better wide receiver. Uh, he, again, he doesn't have those flash plays, but at the same time in the NFL, it's rare. I mean, unless you're Tyree kill, which is so rare, you're going to get wide receivers that are consistent. Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf. Just guys that are consistent. Yeah, they have amazing ability. Each one of them has their own thing. But what makes them amazing is just the ability that you can rely on them week in and week out. I believe Dynami Brown is one of those guys. So for that reason, I put him at number four. The next guy I'm going to talk about is someone that really needs no introduction. So I'm just going to get right into it. Devontae Smith. I put Devontae Smith at number three. And some people are going to hate me for it because... You know, he just won a Heisman, all that good stuff. They think I don't like him because of his size. No. At the end of the day, I I really don't care about his size. I mean, people cared about Tyreek Hill's size, and look what happened. People cared about Drew Brees' size, and look what happened. I don't care that he's not the biggest guy. I don't think anyone would draft Devontae Smith and ask him to play like DK Metcalf. He's good at what he's good at. And if he's going to play at Alabama, which is pretty much the closest thing to the NFL that you can get, and he didn't have any problems, I think he'll be just fine. The reason I put him in number three and not number two or one is because there's another guy that went to Alabama and Jalen Waddell that was just better. I mean, by every eye measure test, every statistical rating, he was better than him. He was on pace to have just as much yardage, if not more, just as many touchdowns, if not more, before he got injured. So... When I look at Devontae Smith, I put him at number three because at the end of the day, he did have a very good season. There's nothing to take away from what Devontae Smith did. However, if I get a choice between two Alabama wide receivers, I'm going to take the one in Jalen Waddle, which we I guess we can get into right now with number two. I'm going to take Jalen Waddle, who I believe is stronger. I believe he is more uh, athletic. He's faster, and he's more dangerous and explosive with the ball in his hands. 
Devontae Smith is, is don't get, when I say that, I don't mean Devontae Smith is not able to be explosive because there are many times where he was, but I don't believe anyone in their right mind would say, if you give a healthy Jalen Waddle and a healthy Devontae Smith the ball in their hand, they would fear Devontae Smith more than Jalen Waddle. And at the end of the day, my number one thing that I want in a wide receiver if you go back and listen to yesterday's amazing collaboration I did with Smart Guy, which definitely go check it out, I talked about, I don't care what wide receiver the Dolphins get, as long as it's not what we've had. And I believe when I look at Devontae Smith, if we get him, it's not what we've had, okay? He is much better of a wide receiver than what we have, but I want one of those guys that you're just like, I hope to God I don't give this wide receiver like Jalen Waddle the ball with a lot of room to run. Because if you give Jalen Waddle separation and he creates it and he has lanes to run through, he's gone. It's as simple as that. And so for that reason, I put Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith at three and two. You know, Jalen Waddle two, Devontae Smith three. Both of them, you know, wide receivers three, two, and one on my list are worthy of a top 10 pick in my opinion. I think people recently have kind of jumped off the Devontae Smith train because for whatever reason, they just don't like his size. I know wide receiver, you know, people have talked about, you know, he, he he's not as explosive or dynamic as Jalen Waddle. And while I do agree with that, I still think that if the Dolphins got Devontae Smith or, or any of these wide receivers in the first round or wherever, it's an instant improvement. Um, and so this isn't, again, this isn't to say Devonte Smith isn't good. It's just when, if I'm going to take a wide receiver from Alabama, I'm going to take a guy in Jalen Waddle that I believe is just more explosive and more dangerous with the ball in his hands. And not to mention, he's just stronger. He's just, when you look at him, you're like, he is a lot more of a physical specimen than Devonte Smith. Now I know that may be contrary to what I said, cause I did say his size doesn't concern me. It doesn't. But at the same time, let's not act like size, you know, isn't important when it comes to football. I shouldn't have said that. When it comes to football, you know what I mean? But like Devontae Smith's size, I, I don't care about it, that he's not the biggest guy. But at the end of the day, I'd rather take Jalen Waddle because I just think, I, I don't know, like, call me crazy. I just like the way his game translates better. I think he's just a more explosive, more dynamic guy, uh, player with the ball in his hand. Now for number one, the number one wide receiver, you all know who he is, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, when I watched the film on him, and I spent a lot of time watching film on him, because there's a large part of me that did not want to place him as the number one wide receiver. He's He wasn't the, uh, the wide receiver for Tua, doesn't have that connection, hasn't played in a year, and everything in my mind wanted me to say, don't put Jamar Chase as your number one wide receiver. When I watched Jamar Chase's film, I left with the conclusion he is a top three player in this draft. Easily. If you want to put Trevor Lawrence at one, he's number two or three. Maybe only behind Penny Sewell. But if you're talking about a guy who I believe is a lock to be a good NFL player, he is number one in the NFL draft to me. I believe his 
if you're saying like who out of those three players, Trevor Lawrence, Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, who is a lock to be the best in the NFL? Jamar Chase to me is the number one player in the draft that is guaranteed, I believe, to have success. This is a guy that had the same season Devontae Smith had this year, but he had it last year while also having Justin Jefferson, who had an amazing rookie season, and Terrace Marshall Jr., who's going to be a first-round pick this year. He was in that same room, all three guys on the field, and he had that type of season that Devontae Smith had this year. Had it not been for Joe Burrow's amazing season he had, Jamar Chase wins the Heisman last year. He's stronger. He's more physical than all the wide receivers. He is amazing. Aside from Kadarius Toney, he is probably the most explosive player with the ball in their hand. And he's just a bully. He's just a freak of nature. And the number one thing I like about Jamar Chase, which is something that I'll admit I didn't know because I had to watch the film, Jamar Chase projects just as good in the outside as he does in the slot. And as someone who would love to have a slot wide receiver like Jarvis Landry back, who better than to get a guy who also went to LSU that I believe is just a better overall version of Jarvis Landry. Faster, stronger, better outside. I mean, in every statistical category. So if we want to get that Jarvis Landry type player, um, I believe Jamar Chase is 100% the option to go. He's he's only six foot. He's not this insanely tall wide receiver, but he's 207 pounds. The dude is muscular. And so I think that Jamar Chase in every aspect is the best wide receiver in this class. He is the best overall route runner. Um, we're actually, you know what strike that he's not actually the best overall route runner. However, he has all the routes in his route tree. He is faster than people think. He's stronger than most of the other wide receivers, if not all of them. He's able to do 50-50, yak, you know, slot, which is a lot of just drag routes. And, you know, it's a lot different than outside. He just has everything in his arsenal. And if the Dolphins were to take a wide receiver with their first pick, the number one choice would be Jamar Chase. Now, that is different than what I've been saying. I've been saying, you know, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell. And I'll admit, again, I will sit here and say I've changed my opinion. And the reason is because I've watched the film. And when you watch the film, Jamar Chase is without it. Like, for me, if I could put grades on them, all three top wide receivers are in the 90s. Jamar Chase, to me as far as projecting him to the next level in NFL, Jamar Chase is like a 98. Devontae Smith is like a 92. And Jalen Waddle is like a 94, 95. But like Jamar Chase is like almost at 100. He's damn near 100. And all the guys I mentioned are like 85 plus. But I mean, Jamar Chase, I just left the film. I was kind of mad because I really wanted to come on the podcast and say, Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, Alabama wide receiver for Tua. And I didn't. Not to say that if we had one of those wide receivers, it would suck. It wouldn't. They're they're amazing wide receivers. But man, Jamar Chase is just different, man. And again, I I watched the film on him. And when I left it thinking, yeah, he is 
a top three player in this draft. And I could argue as far as Locke to succeed in the NFL, he's like the best in the draft. So overall, those are just my thoughts. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Fins up.